0: Welcome to another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. I believe this is episode 90. And in this episode, Pat chats to Brendan McElroy. Brendan McElroy. Uh, Brendan is the founder and artistic director, director of Glasgow-based production company Halo Arts. So Halo Arts are a West End-based organisation who believe that, and I quote... Everyone should have the arts in their lives, no matter who they are or where they live. So what Halo Arts do, amongst many things, is they put, they put on workshops, street theatre, school holiday events, installations, and as I say, much, much more. And also since 2007, Brendan has worked as the West End Festival Senior Events Manager, and they chat a wee bit about that. And he's also, I mean, he's a long experience in events, theatre and production, stretching back over two decades. Anyway, I think what, rather than listening to me, uh, we really should just, uh, well in fact, before we do that, I should say to you, how you doing? I hope you're well. I hope you're uh, bearing up, despite the absolute terrible last couple of years we've had with the, Pandemic, etc., and I hope you're keeping well. Okay, let's have a listen to Pat chatting to Brendan mcelroy Hello. Are you
1: back? Are you yeah. Hear can you? Me? I can hear you. Can, Hello? You, hear can you hear me, me now? Yes. Yes. You can, and you
2: look a lot clearer. Can... Do you know what had happened, Pat? I was down, in the, I'm in the Pierce Institute in Govan. I've got yeah, a right. second office there. I'm doing some with them over the next few years um on their youth program and um, i come in a couple of days a week and at the cafe downstairs i was connected to their wi-fi still and um, so I'm sorted now okay, you look great okay. i love the love the curls <laughs>
1: thanks <laughs> it's just um it's just growing i think um my hair was never so curly before i think that the the white hair has a different texture or else sometimes i think you know how they say, it was enough to make your hair, Carol? I, hap- I think that's happened. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I think the last, <laughs> last
2: six months is enough to make anybody's hair, Carol. It's made mine fall out. I've started <laughs> getting big. You know, I have to use the- it's like, it's like fibres, and you cheek on, and it creates the impression that I'm not going bald, but I actually am. But um, that's what working with Michael Dale for 15 years does right. to me.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's usually how we come across each other through the West End Festival. So um, I think that's where I first um, encountered you.
2: Running about at the launch events. See, I can never yeah. enjoy the launch events. I can never enjoy them because I'm always running it you know Mm -hmm. samuel getting all the the microphone and stuff ready for the speech he's always getting all the serving wine and i mean the the launch events they're great fun but Uh i've never been able to go there to enjoy it because i'm i'm doing work i know
1: what you i know what you mean because um like if jim had a gig or we had some event on like that um I, I'm I'm so anxious, you know, <laughs> about everything else that's happening. Then afterwards, you think, oh, I didn't speak to so and so, or you know, whatever. But...
2: You know what it you'll know what it's like, you know, because I um, mean, probably less now, but in, in years gone by, and you know, all the different of oh, nobody's been to any kind of launches or any parties lately, you know. But um, I mean, you are okay. always like when it's your own thing, I
0: know. and your
2: you're own thing, it's or, or just having a, a party or anything, you know, it's trying to. Make sure everybody's having fun and that's kind of my my curse for my life now my job is to make sure other people have fun mm-hmm. you know for myself that's mm-hmm. that's kind of my so, job
1: so your um is the halo arts is that your own business yes um, halo is,
2: is my, it's, a, it's essentially a community arts kind of production company um mm-hmm. But I started off more as a, as a kind of platform for me to do the types of things that I enjoy doing. Um, I love community stuff, you know, um, there's other stuff that pays the bills, but I love all the, the community stuff. Um, I've been working with the West End Festival since 2007, doing bits oh, and bobs. That's bombs. a long
1: time now. Yes, it yes it and I, I
2: feel every year of it. And, um, but I started off doing little community stages and stuff at the galleries and, you know, the little pop-ups in the park and then ended up moving on to the parade. And then since the parade ended in 2015, we've been doing a kind of programme of smaller scale events. It's my job to do all that. And I think just from, yeah, the things I enjoy doing and Halo's a bit of a, a platform to do that and I love mm-hmm. working with people and, you know, teaching drama. So we've got a youth theatre programme. Yeah,
1: we yeah. Do- I, I, um, I just, I try to, um, I saw that there's quite a few things on so I've tried to get some of them up. So that's one of the ones that I um made, created a feature for was the um the youth theatre, the youth the workshop. You it's the workshops.
2: Yes, we do we do we do a weekly workshops at Webster's for Hillhead Youth uh-huh. Theatre.
1: Yeah. As yeah, well that's the, that. sorry, that's the one I was thinking of. Fa-
2: and we're now fully subscribed. So whatever you've done I'm as
1: well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll take it down. <laughs> <laughs> we may end, end up opening up another, because we've had recently a lot of people of because I think it's unique, there's not a lot of things like it, and the fact that we're subsidised by the local area partnership, you know, a lot of these summer schools, you can pay like £500 pounds to send oh, you, I mean, no. a lot of money that people don't necessarily have. And, of course.
1: And, Mm -hmm. the big thing for
2: me Pat you know is that there's a a, this myth almost that if you're in the West End everybody has money and every not not everybody does the West End's a big place and um, there's a lot of events you know and a lot of things which can be up to like a hundred pounds for a family afford to come to Mm it. Halo are a bit of a an antidote to that we're not we're not profit, I'm not in this to make money. You know, we're not, It's if we can cover our costs or if we can get supported or funded or sponsored, that means we can offer things for free. And yeah. um, That's kind of what, what I'm all about, really. Mm-hmm. It's about, you kind of know, making things accessible, you know, and it seems to be going well, so mm-hmm. onwards it's going or onwards.
1: Fant- it's going very well. I mean, it must have been so hard for you, um, even these events coming up, you know, the Mansfield um, Gat Festival, and the Vinicom Street Gala, and it's great to see things happening. But even at this point, you're still a bit apprehensive. You know, you're still you're planning things, and then you're. I mean, I'm not planning them, but I know I'm putting up a lot of events, and I'm thinking, please let this go ahead. Please let nothing else happen. But we've had yeah. we've had like a, almost a year and a half of that kind of feeling. You know that you you.
2: It's so uh, frustrating sometimes as well it, it's a bit chicken and egg because they <laughs> you need to have, we need to make a decision on certain events like for example I, I work, um, I'm the event director of Pride Glasgow and for a big event like Pride to happen um, I came on board in 2019 and for something like that to happen you have to start working on it like We're February you know, yeah. with West End Festival um, which isn't going ahead in, in June this year but Hopefully later on this year, I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But um, essentially, if you're doing something, you need to have, you need to get a four, five, six month lead in. Sometimes even more. And it's very difficult just now because funders, sponsors, you know, partners, people are are obviously a bit apprehensive to to, uh, to give to commit anything to you just in case it might not happen. Mm-hmm. But that puts the events in jeopardy of not happening altogether. At all, because- I know. We need that kind of commitment. And I think with the the Vinnicombe Street in Mansfield Park Gala, we're very fortunate that we've had some support from Event Scotland and the Local Area Partnerships, mm-hmm. so, who have decided to take the risk with us. And um, we can be quite light on our feet with these events because if, mm-hmm. if, for example, they don't go ahead, we can easily move them to another date. We can reschedule yeah. an evening.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like we've done with the Queen Margaret Drive uh, Festival last year. So... Hopefully, um, as well, they know that we're that it's in good hands. I mean, even though Halo are running these events, it's the same team that worked on them when they were the West End Festivals events. So hopefully, we've got a good reputation and the trust that we'll be able to do things compliantly. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I hope so anyway. <laughs> I mean,
1: the, the outdoor events, you kind of think, you know, at this stage, with the numbers being so low with with the, um, the virus, you think that outdoor events is a good thing if they go ahead because people they want to get out and about and if if you're in the fresh air and you're not all crowded on top of each other then that's you know that's exactly. what we're kind of wanting to do at the moment
2: exactly you know and i think to myself i mean we wouldn't be doing these events unless we could do them we could do them safely. The First and foremost, at the forefront of everything that we're doing, Pat, is health and safety and COVID-19 prevention. This is about people's mental health. This is about our well-being. We need, as a species, we need to socialise. We need to get out and about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, yeah, so we're going to do this completely um, in line with all the current regulations. You know, we're going to have floor markers, you know, we're going to have space, spacing, social distancing, mask wearing where applicable. You know, we're going to have signage, um, check-in systems, barriers and um, extra security. You'll see lots of halo t-shirts, all the staff and volunteers. So uh, we're going to do this well because we know that um, for Vinicum Street on the 19th, um, it's like all eyes are on us because we are the first event of its type in the west of Scotland.
1: I'm looking (laughs) forward to
2: it. There's a lot of pressure, but we've done this, this is the sixth year it's been done, and we've done little peripheral things like this as part of Festival Sunday when we've done the parade. So we know that we can do this well, and we just need everybody that comes along to be on board with the fact that, you know, this is going to be a wee bit different. We can't, it's not exactly the way it was before. We do have to distance. We do have to take into consideration these other things. And I'm hoping that everybody will come along and we'll all behave and we'll all just really enjoy the day for what it is. It's mm-hmm. a much wee community celebration. And that's yeah. what it's all
1: mm-hmm. I know. And it's so convenient. Vinecombe Street is so convenient for Byers Road.
2: The great location. I mean, it's, um, mm-hmm. It's, I, when the, when they pedestrianised that, it was about five years ago. Um, I thought oh, that's going to be great and get some samba drummers it's on there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think it's it's a great area. And mm-hmm. I'm so fortunate that the guys at Hillhead Book Club and the Parlor and mm-hmm. the Council, everybody, have are mm-hmm. kind of well the,
1: the the Book Club and the Parlor they must absolutely love it. You know, I, I mean it's it's a good good business for them in in those days. But, it's going to,
2: generate a lot of footfall i mean the one thing i mean the, obviously the the bars have been using the area for their their seating so mm-hmm. they're they had to move their seating. They we don't have to they've, they've decided to do that but um well um hopefully what they lose in seating they'll make up for in, in people you know mm-hmm. um i think it's a great day for everybody it's for all the community it's for we all have to recover people mm-hmm. need businesses to recover but we as a community need to mm-hmm. recover and we need yeah. to be Mm-hmm. And it's outdoors, like you say, Pat, you know, I like to think that it's our minimum. But we all, I think we all, we're all getting quite good just now at knowing our boundaries and knowing to put our masks on, you know, and the very fact that the infection rates in our ward have come right down, I think they're almost at nothing. I think that that's a testament mm-hmm. to yeah. the health board. We ward we are doing well, you know. Well,
1: I think that, I um, mean, I suppose parts of the city have got, some have got advantages. I think I always felt that the West End had a big advantage because you're so used to seeing the Asian students all year round wearing their masks. Yeah. And we've that's been that's been the case for many years now. And I think ever since SARS. And you know, if they've got a, a bit they feel a bit, a bit of a cough, they'll wear their mask, you know, to prevent anyone else getting it. So we were more used to seeing people and there will be i don't mean that's exclusive exclusive to the west end but these areas where there's a lot of um overseas students they must all have seen these young supposedly intelligent people wearing their masks and they're not doing it for nothing you know
2: exactly. like for they, they they were right all along you know this is what yeah. we should be doing. and i think you know i don't think the masks are going to go away anytime soon um because
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know when you think about it You wear a mask. You're not just preventing coronavirus, but there's all these other
1: exactly. I know, and I mean, I think that there's been there's not nearly so many people getting colds or getting flus or gastroenteritis because their hygiene's improved. (laughs) My sister and I laugh because um, I said we had a head start on this because we had an aunt, Aunt Mary, and it was like a kind of mental illness she had about cleanliness. And from where we were, there were all these things we had to do in our house. Like, for example, if we sat down to eat something, if we touched our hair, we had to get back up and wash our hands. And like we used to have the pulley. And if we, our head touched anything on the pulley, the clothes had to get washed again. And and she, she, I don't know, she was her life was in danger because she couldn't hold on to get onto a bus you know, yeah. or, or if she was if she were at, at, at chapel, she wouldn't hold on in front, she would get into the aisle, you know, nudging along hands-free and clean. So, <laughs> so <laughs> whenever, whenever um, it all started, I said, well, you know, I've got hand sanitizers in every bag anyway.
0: <laughs> because
1: because, because I, I, I'm, I was dishing them out, you know. People were saying, I, I, I would have, um, like, everybody that came at first before we stopped seeing MD, I was giving them a bag of dental soap <laughs> because we had all this stuff ingrained in us, you know, like we were always like dental domestics, you know, from we were wee wee wains, you know, because, because you you know. She oh, had, his, she know? had us geared up. <laughs> no. Oh,
2: and, you know, and my mother half's a pharmacist as well, so as that was, you know, we when we were in Gran Canaria in the January twenty twenty, and we were looking through. It was an Italian newspaper, and we noticed the obituaries in the back of the paper were a lot bigger, like the pages and pages. And, and I remember David saying to me, "This is not good. This, I think, this is going to be something." And I said, "Oh yeah. no." It, I thought it would maybe be something like SARS or like you know um yeah. disease or you know yeah. I thought it would maybe be a thing other parts of the world but, actually, not.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: but it's turned our lives upside down and, and we yeah. actually had I had COVID um David and oh, I had you
1: had. oh my god
2: we caught it over Christmas and New Year and um, I'd like to think no, through no fault of our own um because we were ultra careful but David's a pharmacist mm-hmm. and um was out covering different pharmacies uh, across Glasgow. I won't say which one he was covering, but he got um, through doing consultations and people not wearing masks. You know, obviously people have exemptions, I understand that, but a few days, it was Boxing Day, we mm-hmm. started feeling symptoms and um, I was in bed for nine nine days, you know, and when, and when I say I was in bed, you know, I couldn't get out of bed, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. I was in bed for 17 days and he had pneumonia on top of it oh, so
1: terrible. <clears throat>
2: but there's one there's a silver lining in all these things and that's that I've lost five stone in weight <laughs> not just from that that was my starting point <clears throat> um, I lost a good stone and a bit from you know you don't you don't feel hungry when you've got it and you're sweating all the time so I thought I'm <clears throat> going to keep going with this <clears throat> so I've <clears> throat> throat> turned a bit of a negative into a positive rather <clears throat> than looking coronavirus and think oh you know how horrific mm-hmm. i thought well it's been the starting
1: point something come out of it <laughs> and have have <clears throat> have you both both excuse me <clears throat> have you both completely recovered you know you haven't got any long covid kind of symptoms or anything
2: i recovered much i mean i'm a bit mm-hmm years younger than david so i recovered fairly quickly and um, david it took a while it took until about march i think by the time he was kind of almost back to normal and um, and it took me months to be able to get my lung capacity back pat you know it was mm-hmm. even i can just about fill up my lungs now but a couple of months mm-hmm. ago um mm-hmm. i could yeah, I feel kind of capacity in my lungs and then um, the fatigue is a bit of a, that was, that took a while to shake off, and um, mm-hmm. it, it's, the, it's, it's the worst thing I've ever had, it's it's mm-hmm. horrendous, and I suppose what it, what it's done is, even though I've technically have the antibodies, they say, and I've, I've had my vaccine now, but um even though you've had the antibodies, and you technically can't, technically get it, you know, for first mm-hmm. at least six months after that. It made me so um paranoid. It made me like I'm washing my hands ten times a day. I've got sanitizer everywhere I go, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, supermarket trolleys scushing mm-hmm. them all down. And it just makes you realize how easily it can be caught. yeah.
1: Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I think yeah. the main the main thing um or or one of the things that maybe hasn't got enough attention is the 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 ventilation. I think the place is. Much, we're lucky here because we've got the balcony, and it's a door onto. It so the I can I, and then the other window in the living room. So I've got two doors outside in the living yeah. room, and I kept thinking um, because I've been in more or less all the time. I think we. I I never. It took me a long time to settle here, no, because we moved from the very very big um, flat in the in Hillhead, just around from Kelvin Bridge, which was very vibrant, and I knew loads of people. And we moved here because I was ill, because I got Lyme disease. And actually, quite a lot of the symptoms of the... I've still got, still got Lyme disease. Some of the symptoms are the same, seem to be the same as the long COVID, you know, particularly fatigue, but a lot of other things I've seen as well. I, I'm much, much better now, but... I've got, funnily enough, I've settled more here since um, the pandemic because I kept thinking, we're so lucky to have the balcony and also it's a very, very open view. I come from Oaklepatrick, so I can see, just sitting in the living room, I can turn around and see right down to the Oaklepatrick Hills. So we're very, very open and I thought, My God! If we'd been in the other house and not going out, you would just have been looking into other tenements. Well, so it's one the things is, is 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 that's settled me here more than than anything, you know. So I suppose there
2: open space, and I think in the West End, this is the thing that we we all. I mean, I live in Gibson Street. We all, um, yeah, we, we live in tenements. We tend well, to I would have
1: tenements. been just round from you. We were in Glasgow Streets. Oh we are so, it, right? um so we were in Glasgow Street for um, 18 years and then we moved here because I was ill and I couldn't get out. So um it was pretty heartbreaking having to having to leave. But um
2: lovely veranda now, you've got all that outdoor
1: space. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's that's good. But but Apart from all that we're we're so um, every conversation you have with people is about um, COVID, isn't it? But what I was wanting to ask you was about the pride event, about and, and what's happening there. You know, if yes. you have to tell me a bit about that. Of
2: course, um so pride uh, Glasgow, um it's important that there's a few different prides. Glasgow's quite fortunate that. There's a, a quite a big Pride movement. Pride Glasgow, um, normally, you know, uh, I've been on board since 2019. Um, came on board and we've done a, a fantastic programme in the summer of 2019 with them. It was 22 fringe events. It was almost like a kind of wee mm-hmm. mini West End festival that we done, as opposed to the traditional two-day Pride festival. So the plan, we, we, we had planned to do it last year, but like everything, you know, it didn't go ahead. And... Um, Unfortunately, again, with with Pride, it really you need to start fairly early in the year. Um, because we rely on Pride's a free open event and we rely on funders and sponsors and and all sorts of permits have to be you know put in and, and given quite early on in the year. And um it couldn't happen this year. So there are talks um now that we're moving down the level system um, and we're into level two. The, 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 we can do more now. So I think we're 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 going to have t- some talks about what we can do. And it might be just some pop-up events, some small scale stuff that we do, and um, maybe some more online content like we done last year. And um, but we're very much um want to do something. I mean Pride Glasgow's not over, you know, there's been a lot of challenges over the years. Uh but you know um I like to think that it's very healthy and there's more need for it than ever we've got more followers more members than we ever had so it would be a pity not to do stuff again so um so th- what, I've is,
1: given... what is the main date is there a main date
2: not this year no That there, there's nothing is serious yeah i think um you know like i think some places have you know your pride weekend pride has always been more like i suppose a bit like the West End Festival or something like that, where we can decide on a date and work towards it. We don't have a set, like, date every year. It's usually July, August. Um, there's still a chance we could do something in August. Maybe September sounds a bit more realistic, Um but it won't be to the same extent as previous years. But 2022, I mean, there's already talks underway for, for that, and we'll have a full Pride programme you know, um, in 2022. So hopefully I'll, I'll still be involved and it's a great thing to be part of because it's not just this wonderful platform to do these lovely, colourful, migrant events. It's Pride it's, it's as a movement and it's so important um, to, to, that we can engage in something like that, you know? Absolutely.
1: No, that's no, great. That's great. Uh, we went down a couple of years ago to Argyll Street. There was a big parade along... Um, in girl Street and it was fantastic because I, it was just so mobbed, you know, people were so um up for it, you know, it was a good, it was a good feeling. It was a, There's so well, much
2: goodwill towards it now, you know, so is. many people just, you know, and um it's just something I really enjoy doing and the parade, the last parade we done was in 2019 and we had 11,500 people in the parade, you know, which is That's bigger than any, in
1: good. terms of Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I my my um niece, um, she's in Toronto and she had spoken to me like for years and years and years about Pride. and She was always all excited when Pride was happening, um, long long before it sort of came here. You know, it took it did take a wee while for it to take off in Glasgow, but no, it's great.
2: No, so watch this space, and as soon as I as soon as I know, you'll know.
1: Okay, <laughs> thanks. What, what about the Merchant City Festival? Do, do you Are you involved in that at all?
2: You know, it's, I, I was thinking about this earlier on, um, today actually, um, b- because I, I've never been involved with the Merchant City Festival. Um, I've created some content for it years ago um, but I've I never actually been involved in the festival itself and it's purely because it runs roughly the same time as the West End Festival. I, just, and mm-hmm.
1: I think it's usually out. just kind of after it slightly at the Commitment tail
2: end, isn't an, it? organising window, you know, I could never commit to anything like that mm-hmm. because for really from January through to, late January through to, to the end of June, that's West End Festival mm-hmm. time for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I was never able to to do anything for it. I mean, I think the Merchant City Festival is great. And, um, again, this type of thing is needed more than anything, you know, now, more than ever now. And I think, um, you know, um, it will be the first kind of event of its scale that's happening in Glasgow. Um, so I think um, all eyes are going to be on it. And I'll yeah. certainly long because this year is the first year that we've not since 2007 first year I've not done West End festival yeah. in
1: June. you're so able you're able to go and check out other things exactly
2: <laughs> you know, have a, have a life in the
1: summer I know, I know. no they've not they're not going to have all the markets or anything like that that's always a very very big part of the um, merchant city festival so that's a pity but um, I was wondering about that um, because a lot of the events, a lot of the, the, the stalls, there were people coming from Europe. You know, there were, and, and I thought, well, were they going to be able to come and do that anyway because of Brexit? You know, the, because um, most, I would say about half of the stall keepers were, you know, had come to Glasgow. Yeah. Especially.
2: There's so, so many of them. And I wonder how, the, because we've not done, there's not really been many events, if any, really, like that since Brexit's happened, because last year we were obviously going through the pandemic, as we still are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be interesting to see how that hits markets, because markets in Glasgow are such a big part of yeah. most of it. You know, I'm involved with the Style Mile Carnival, you know, Glasgow Loves Christmas Programme, the West End Festival Torchlight Parade, mm-hmm. um. You know, there's a lot of events that I do that have these markets, and um, that's a very good point. I've not t- not seen how the Brexit Brexit going to hit us yet. Um, certainly for the the Vinicum Street Gala um in Mansfield Park festivals, we've we've got some stalls, but mm-hmm. certainly not as many as we would usually. And I yeah. think it's mm-hmm. the same with a lot of events. We have to just make, see the, if we can do a- uh, it. Uh,
1: you know. the 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 um, Street usually a lot of the local shops get involved, You know, like Nancy Smiley and Janet and John, a lot of these people from from Curseys and Cresswell Lane have stalls, I don't know, is that is that happening?
2: Yes, that's happening. Oh, we'll literally, Good. we've got, a, I mean, the thing about Vinicum Street is that it's, it's a wonderful location, but it's a small wee area, and we we do the event in the Piazza at the front, and... Mm-hmm. Um, can't take up the full street because there's so much else going on but um, the thing about it is it's a small events arena and Mm -hmm. we have to fit in a big stage, we have to fit in you know space for our audience and all the different peripheral activities so we have we're only going to have six stalls this year but we've got some fantastic people from De and I think Janet and John are going to be there for sure and um, as well as that we'll have like fudge and sweets for kids and that kind of Mm -hmm. thing but yeah it's a wee platform and the stalls we all... We offer them completely free to the local businesses because, again, it'll, if it helps them to recover, to have, a you know, a wee bit more trade yeah, to
1: yeah. mm-hmm. people
2: their way, raise their profile. So they're all, all free to our stallholders and, and mm-hmm. hopefully going forward every year, we'll, we'll, we'll do that, you know, and um, hopefully next year we'll be able to have two or three times as many stalls, but it's just going to be six mm-hmm. this
1: year. Mm-hmm. No, but oh, that's, that's good. I mean, six is... It doesn't sound like a lot, but in that space... That, you know, sex is, is really quite quite a lot, you know. It it's sounds you know. about right, it sounds about right.
2: Social distancing and stuff as yeah. well, you know, because mm-hmm. we have to make sure people have got, you know, room to queue, and as well as that we want to have room for our audience yeah. to watch safely. Yeah.
1: So, so is that, is it the 19th? Is it that is the it? 19th?
2: And our the events arena it opens up at eleven. And the stalls will be open from eleven and whatnot, face painting and the, the stage opens at twelve and, and we're going to run through till five PM and we've got a, a fabulous program of you know Vinnicum Street Gala is going to be great. You know, we've got everything from samba drumming bands, we've got Hillhead Youth Theatre, we've got um choirs, bands. And you've got
1: um Chiara Berratelli. The wonderful, local, yeah, dad, mm-hmm, wonderful
2: mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. She is. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: local talent, local groups, community groups, singers, songwriters, you know, bands. Um, so there's something for everybody there, mm-hmm. and it's um, Something I'm just really proud of it that we've been able to pull this together mm-hmm. and you know get our permission and, and get everybody on board with it and, and there is a pressure, Pat. We know that the we have to do this right, but you know we're we're up for the challenge. Mm-hmm. So bring it on.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's, that's really.
2: You need make sure you get your face painted and get a balloon sculpture <laughs> and your portrait. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think the, the children practiced so much on me with face painting <laughs> when yeah. they were real. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we've got all of
2: that. And then, of course, the, on the 26th of June, we've also got the Mansfield Park Gala down in, in Park, take Stroke, Hindland. Mm-hmm. And, and that'll be kind of similar, mm-hmm. slightly larger. Than the mm-hmm. deal.
1: That's um, another great space, of course. Under you. That's a yeah. fantastic space. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah,
2: so we've got the, the, we're going to have the farmer's market there as well. We're going to have Operation Play Outdoors are going to take over the basketball court, so lots of kids street play, you know, they bring like hundreds of box, cardboard boxes and make mm-hmm. forts and obstacle courses, so we've got that and we've got a stage as well, a wee bit more of a live music focus yeah. for mm-hmm. so lots yeah. of, again, singer-songwriters and mm-hmm. bands mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, come along to I both I, um, For a, a couple I I, I what, sorry with like, the West End Festival I used to, I've Put on quite a lot of events at the West End Festival too. But for two years, I ran the Folk Blues and Beyond mini festival within the festival. That's so, great. so that was great fun. You know, I, I kind of cheated because um, we had all these fabulous people putting on events uh, Mick Clark and Dawkins McMillan, Crawford Smith, all these people that put on events anyway throughout the year. So in different venues, so I just kind of um, piggybacked on what they were doing, and they um, kept the same venues. So it, it, it that that but that was fun. And then um, I've done quite a few of the literary events. Um, to, Teresa Lowe is a person you know, Teresa. She's you know, a work that's, uh, that's responsible for that, and she does a, a great job. But some of the things, um, one of the things we had that, that I really loved, and it was a great name, it wasn't me that thought it up, it was um, one of my writer friends, um, James Carson, and it was just a, a literary event with different people performing, but um, he came up with this great name and he called it The Lit Parade. <laughs> I this. Do you remember that?
2: Because um, I um, People don't know That in the West End Festival There's a bit of a In the office It's a bit of a Ebenezer Scrooge Bob Cratchit thing going on and With Michael Dale Being the Scrooge And me being Bob Cratchit <laughs> <laughs> We're quite old school So when, when anybody Sends in an event submission I make sure that Everything gets all Processed manually And we don't We all, Computers and everything like that, and make sure everything gets typed up manually. So it's a way for me to memorize all of the content, you know. Yes. So by the time that the festival comes on, when it usually happens in June, I'm a bit of a walking encyclopedia of. I could tell you whenever anything's on, what venue it's on, and I remember <laughs> typing yes. something. Up. I think it was one of our festival highlights that you oh, remember. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So hopefully, then,
2: you'll I put at the West End Festival. Hopefully, you put another yeah. event.
1: Yeah, well, we, we so Jim was Jim's performed a lot, a lot of the a lot those of the festivals at in Gibson Street Gala a lot, and he's performed with his band at in the um, Queen Margaret Drive Festival. He's performed there a few times, but the the West End Festival we did it was very very useful for us because when we brought out our book and CD, ten writers telling lies. We um, did kind of um, taster events before before the big event. We did taster events at the West End Festival, and um, that that was great. The, the first one um, was in um, Watterson's and Byers Roads. My God, it's
2: right. <laughs> right. It was three mm-hmm. years ago. Is that mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh.
1: Ago? Yeah, that's right. Maybe four, even maybe four, I think it might, no, maybe three, but um, no, that was fun. But that first event, there were, um, of course, we we're, were the ten writers, and myself and one of the other guys, <laughs> most people were just dying to do it, and we were like nervous wrecks. <laughs> I was saying, oh, I, I can't bear to get up and do this, you know? I was, I was so... I was so nervous. And then um, the 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 other guy, I won't say who his name was, they was so nervous. Well, he says, I can't do it at all. <laughs> so, so, so he actually said, I'll do the next one. I just can't do this one. We were so nervous. You know
2: the nerves over to for me. I like I like
1: nerves. I can see that. I got I, I got used to after that. The <laughs> the first one was the worst. <laughs> Uh,
2: uh. i remember i remember that event being in the program this year and you know what i really miss uh, not having i mean the last time we'd done the festival was 2019 and i really miss oh, no. it because it was it was a, such a big part like christmas would you could christmas by, have a it break in january and then it was the big push towards mm-hmm. the festival mm-hmm. and um, it's been really strange not having that because mm-hmm. we won. one you know, by 2019 we had you know three over 300 events that year over eighty. Mm-hmm. 80. Mm-hmm. Things. But you know, but we're hope we're hoping um, to come back with a kind of mini West End festival of sorts in September. So we that'll are be
1: good. I mean I, uh, I I love the festival. I, I really, really love the West End Festival. And uh, I love Michael, you know, and we, we we've worked closely together for long well since the website went up and that was in um well it's 20, it's 21. Years since the website's been up now, so all that time I've been I've worked with the festival, and, and it's
2: now the West End Festival's twenty fifth anniversary this year, mm-hmm. which is a bit bittersweet yeah. that we're not able to go ahead in June, and, and that's why we're, we're even more eager to do something in September. It would be a, a pity to have such a big anniversary. Oh, and
1: that would be rotten. You know, no, that must happen. That must happen. Well, I'll maybe start thinking up something that we can we can do it, we can do it in there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
2: And, um, you know, the, the, the hopefully we'll be back, you know, as normal next year in, in June. And I, I think this year it's going to be probably a lot focused on outdoor events and things that have a smaller capacity. Um, so maybe we might probably not going to have as much theatre this year. And But, you know, we'll, we'll pivot, we'll adapt. I think mm-hmm. that's something we've all had to learn to uh-huh. do is yes. kind of adapt our approach. And um, the.
1: Um, the you know, the because the some of the venues have got more used to doing things outside, they're more geared up. You know, so there's probably, you know, if there's not if you don't feel there's the same opportunities for things to happen inside, there are more opportunities for things to happen outside. You no, know, because yes. even like I don't know how how um far down it is, but you know that Websters have applied to get a you know, quite a big um, open area and then of course the coaches have got the the um, garden the lovely beer garden
2: there's lots of wonderful outdoor spaces and i think in the west end we're really blessed you know um one of the first things i'd done for the west end festival was when we would have big groups that would come overseas you know we'd have bands coming from france and belgium and germany and spain so i would used to do pop-ups so i would t- i remember having a, a, a there was a french or belgian um Kind of brass band called La Clinique Dr. Pumba, and it was right. the medical dress with surgeons' masks on with mm-hmm. big red crosses, uh, and yeah. taking them all throughout the West End and just finding little spots to pop up in. You know, oh, that's done,
1: good, that's uh, great fun.
2: Come mm-hmm. Street and um, Mansfield Park, I think we've done as well that year in Ashton Lane, so we're really blessed with all these great spaces. And that's um,
1: right, you
2: no, know, so we, we, need, we need a festival to. Yeah, because the
1: the businesses will be dying to get stuff going again, you know. And, this is um, it.
2: we've all had a tough year. We've all had a tough year, and um, it's great. We're coming into the summer, and I think the whole spring and summer this year's got a not to get too philosophical, but it's got a kind of new meaning for us this year because everything's flourishing, everything's coming back into the into the sunshine, you know. Everything's um, and I'm hoping that by the end of the summer that we're we're out of this whole thing, mm-hmm. um.
1: It's just fantastic that the, the, the they've got the vaccine. That's the most wonderful thing. If everybody can just get their two vaccines and then maybe need a booster <laughs> later on, yeah. I'm i I'm, um, I'm very happy. I've had both my vaccines, so um, it yeah. makes me feel more confident.
2: This is the thing, isn't it? It's about that that confidence. Um, I mean, I I I only had my first vaccine on on Thursday last week and I've um, had a bit of a sore arm for a few days but you know it's a small price to pay for that kind of that confidence no. to back to normal you know no. I think we'll probably need a wee booster maybe every year Um, you know maybe there'll be a Covid season maybe like in the winter months when our immune systems are down but you know we'll we'll, we'll survive it if we can we'll, we'll, we'll put up with it I mean we've, we've put up with so much in the last I'll year we've, you know, and I've just the word. I don't know if galvanised is the word for it, but I think if we can get through the last year as human beings, as professionals, then we can, we can cope with everything.
1: I know. We've just got to get up. You, I mean, you're doing a great job. It's great. I feel that that's such a positive... I mean, you must feel good that you know you're making such a positive contribution to how people feel and how much they can pleasure... That they can they can get you know I mean I think it's a I think it's really really important. I've been dead upset because a lot of the venues have been threatened you know in the library closures, and I've been dead upset because the winter gardens is not yeah. you know and and I feel it's um, crazy because it seems to be going against I mean what you're doing and. It's so much about people's well-being and participation and feeling, again, part of a community. And I think that everybody should be striving for that. I think the the City Council and Glasgow Life, they really need to get on board. I think you need to go down and give them a wee talking to.
2: I'll be happy to, you know, and I've always... And
1: say, look, guys, this is great. Get into it, you know.
2: is the thing it's and i've had lots of you know we've got a good relationship with with glasgow city council and the events team and understandably there's a lot of hesitation with certain things granting permits you know the amount of paperwork we've had to submit because like vinicom street and mansfield park they're relatively small events Mm -hmm. but we've had to submit without any exaggeration i would say 10 times as much paperwork so there's there's a lot and we understand you know there's a lot of um worry and um, then Demonstrate we can do these things, but at a certain point we need our local authorities, and you know we need we need to be allowed to have this kind of to do these things, and we need a bit of cooperation. And Glasgow City Council, to be fair, have been have been really supportive, but we need our venues. We need these venues back. Mm-hmm. We run we run our, our youth theatre programme in several venues um, in Partick Borough Halls and in Hillhead Library and we've not been able to access those venues and as well as that I'm doing projects across in Govan as well and at the moment the you just can't book a Glasgow Life venue, I can't even phone up and book something for October or November, it's a computer says no to quote Little Britain and I think we need to know, we need to get a bit of an idea now of when these venues are coming back we need these we need, ven- to,
1: we need them and and i mean people are you, you feel you're paying your council tax so you feel you're kind of you know part of what that's for are these community um, yeah. resources i'm a bit worried about the the whole idea of them this sort of transferring assets to the people in the community because I mean, I worked for a long, many, many years. I worked um, as a community development worker. And then I I ran um, the Rosemount Project, which was Save the Children's Largest um, Anti-Poverty Project in the UK. And we were all for community empowerment. I mean, that was a huge part of what you were doing. But that's kind of a different from saying, right, you're now doing it. You know, because <laughs> really? I
2: mean, it's, I mean, I, I inquired about it because I w- you know, in the, the office we work, because our office is in Downhill Park and um, the little White House. And then, you know, the, our park is one of the things that's an asset, you know. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, what does this mean? Does this mean we're going to, uh, at West End Festival after 25 years, is going to have to leave that building? You know, are I I going to have to leave it? Or what's, what's where we get taken over? So we inquired to get an idea of. You know what? What is this? What What does this entail? And I, you know, and I'm not being critical. I'm just being honest. And I don't think that there's much clarity on either side as to what this involves. I think the idea is, you know, to transfer assets over and to have these things owned by community organisations. But uh, you need to have a capacity to do these things. You can't just say, "Let's run a park" or "Let's run a library."
1: Um, I don't know if it's been
2: thought. Very clearly, I don't
1: know about it at all, Pat. No. I don't know how. No, I don't. I mean, I I can't quite get my head around it, but um, because I just, I, it scares me. You know, I find it a really, really scary idea, and also, I th- I can't. There isn't any way it wouldn't lead to lo- loads of um, loss of jobs, because yeah. because people are are employed, and then if they're, you know lots of people in the community um they're missing going swimming they're missing going to the library that you know if you're wealthy you're still you still get your david lloyd membership you know, you're it's a, it's a it seems to me a very very um like an attack on poverty i i i don't like it at all you know,
2: I think you're you're right because again, it's not the these other types of um, venue that are being threatened that people can afford and that people can access. It's our essential services. You know, it's the Glasgow Club, it's, it's swimming pools, it's gyms, it, and it's libraries. And the you know the fact that some of these libraries where you know when they could open didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what I don't get. It's no, why no. no, it
1: should be a priority. It should be. It should be a priority to to get them open. It seems to be going against the whole Scottish government as well about um, you know a government of well-being and um, t- you know tackling poverty. I mean, reducing the attainment gap. Well, I mean. I am. Um, I'm not in the library. I wouldn't have been anyway, but I hadn't been for quite a while because I'm mostly using my Kindle because my eyesight's pretty bad. So I've got to enlarge. So I, uh, because I used to borrow loads of library books, but every time I would be in the library, there would be loads of people on the computers, and then there would be wee kids because there'd be toddlers' corner, and sometimes we'd have classes going on teaching people how to use the computers. Because you, you know they'd be saying, and others, other people would just be people. You would see the same people, maybe old people, in reading the paper. That they're, they're a, such a community resource, and the library, the librarians are, you know, I mean, if you if the community takes over the running the library, is is it going to be a, a volunteer this, dishing out the library books or whatever? I don't, I don't get it you know
2: things, this is the, the the where i don't get the whole thing behind the scheme it's um this is a specialist area a mm-hmm. library running a community center takes a certain amounts of skills and experience so how can we I, I just don't know how that would all align and um, how they can yeah. ensure consistency and the financial stability and a business is only going to, an organization will only take something on if they're if they can make money out of it or they can That's cover it right.
1: their- the, the, Where's the money coming yeah. from?
2: I think, in theory, I mean, I, I was slightly concerned that maybe a lot of these things are going to be sold off and that maybe this was a Fibre. thing to say, oh, well, we've asked, we've tried to pass these over to the community. Now we've got no choice but to sell them off. And I I, I think that's maybe where this is leading to, Pat, is that these yeah. things will be sold off.
1: No, we've got a Tory government all of a sudden. It's <laughs> <Yes>. a <laughs> to Tory council. We're <laughs> surprised when these things happen, you know. It's like, when, no, it's so,
2: no, when, no. like power. so we've
1: got to fight against it. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: very important, but um, I, I've got a feeling there's going to be some um, negative changes that are going to be happening in terms of our venues and things like that. You know, as much as I'm a very positive person, I like to look on the bright side. I think we've got a bit of a rough time and things coming, and um, yeah, and I, I worry that. And controversially, I worry that coronavirus and COVID has been used as a bit of a, a convenient excuse for a lot of things. Um, we have to remember there's been some deficiencies, you know, with Glasgow life and with the council and all these different things before um COVID. And it's it's quite convenient to blame yeah. things on.
1: Yeah, yeah, because um the with all these places being closed, then there must have been a lot of savings. Because we you're not paying for electricity or anything like that, and the, the 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 thing about about it is, we're still paid the same council tax, so they should have had a wee pocket of money ready to open up, you know. They should have a wee, a a wee, a wee bolster, I think. But anyway.
2: There would be money within that huge budget. You'd think there would be money for the contingencies for if things were to go wrong, you would think that mm-hmm. that would be there. And, um, yeah, I just mm-hmm. it's, it's not been again, you know, to be re- elected on governments into power. And although the Scottish government are very different from the overall British government, there's you know, it's at the end of the day, we have Tories. Um, <laughs> don't want to get political, but oh, we
1: have I, a know, t- I know,
2: I know, I know, that's what yeah. happened anyway.
1: Anyway, we're, 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 we've got these smashing things coming up. So we've got, like, on the 19th, we've got Vinnicombe Street. Yep. That starts at 11am, is that right? 11am um,
2: starts at 12 o'clock, but we'll open up to people from, from 11.
1: So get along with 12, that's when all the action starts. And then the following Saturday, it's Mansfield Park.
2: Yes, Mansfield Park, so we're going to be kicking off um, at midday until right. five at
1: Mansfield
2: Park. Okay. Uh, that's
1: I'll, slightly better. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have them both in my diary for sure, and you can let me know about anything else that's coming up, Brendan, and um, I'll be looking forward to hearing the plans for the West End Festival.
2: Yes, well, as soon as we know, you'll know, and uh, we're hoping to hoping to communicate things in the next month, because uh, obviously people need to need to, an- enough time to plan. Um, so we will we will definitely let you know, and um, hopefully we'll have some lovely um lovely events in September as part of the festival, and hope hopefully the torchlight parade again later this year as well. Um, all depending on what what we're allowed mm-hmm. to do.
1: Mm-hmm. I should I should speak to Jim because um, he's got a. He, he's been very, very industrious during the the whole pandemic. And he's he'd started working on a songwriting, developing a songwriting workshop um, online, a course, a whole course, and um, a web accessibility course. So he's done both of them. And he's got... I think he's got two EPs lined up, and he's got all the songs already. He's been doing loads but the um, songwriting course has, my God, it's got over 3,000 students on it now from around the world and it's a bestseller. So it's done phenomenally well. So um, I I should speak to him about doing um, maybe, you know, for some of the events, he could do maybe... Songwriting for the young people, you know, so because it's done, it's done stuff like that in the past. Because it's got, it's got, all, it would have a load of material, you know. Yeah,
2: and, and I think that these these, I mean, I do a lot of work with young people through our youth theatre program, and I know plenty of kids that would would be more than up for that, you know. I think that's a, a great thing. Yeah. And the good thing about kids' activities is they're all they can go ahead as normal just now as well indoors. Um. Know, because regulated children's activities are allowed and mm-hmm. you know we're running our summer academies as you know and our youth theatre program and, and whatnot so the kids are hopefully starting to get back to normal because what a year it's been for them as well you know I Not many to- I
1: know
2: school it sounds great doesn't it not being at school for <laughs> <not laughs> The
1: miss able- all the the miss all the wee friends and then um I felt <laughs> it was bad you know the, the the teachers were working dead dead hard i mean two of my nieces are teachers and he said they never had to work so hard ever because they were preparing all this stuff online and then they were having to feed back to absolutely every single student. So they've been working awful hard. But the my my grandson's got a wee brother and he's five. And he can he his mom said he had a lot, we five-year-old, he had a lot of online work to do. And she said he would he would say, Mama I need a break (laughs) because and I find it exhausting I mean even when I come off of this I will be like oh I I find the the zoom absolutely um you because you're you're concentrating concentrating in a different way and I think for the kids it's been a lot
2: it's a lot, you know, and I think we've we've all got screen fatigue. And I know certainly the kids must have had it, you know, and their their mums and dads and carers and guardians and teachers, everybody was just so working so hard to get some you know content for them to to keep their educations going um but it's it's such a challenge as well being on a on a on on zoom it's it it does exhaust you you know sometimes i come out of zoom meetings and you feel as if you're having to constantly be on if you're in a meeting you can kind of you're not talking you can kind of start scribbling and you can just (laughs) when when you're on zoom it's it's very you know I, I, at the beginning of all this, I said, oh, you know, I'm going to, when we come out of this, I'm going to start using Zoom for everything. Why go to, <laughs> through to Edinburgh for a meeting when I grab a Zoom? <laughs> I go to After 14, 15 months, I'm like, no. No, no. Like,
1: okay." No. Some people are not happy with it. I mean, it's taken me a long time. I just stopped doing the podcast. I've, you're only the third one I've done, because Jim, he kept it. Well, he, he's so IT kind of... Um, you know engaged anyway, but yeah. um, Jim kept saying to me, Keep doing your and keep doing your podcast. And I thought, Well, I don't think I'd feel comfortable, you know, because I'm used to somebody sitting here with me, um,
0: yeah,
1: but um, you do forget when, once you're on, you kind of forget, you know, and it, it's fine, but um, no, I, I, I'm i with you, I, I'd rather go and meet somebody and um, yeah, get a wee
2: but yes. it's different suppose, when it's one to one, you know. But I think with some of these big group zooms, it can just be, just be exhausting, you know. But so, but looking forward to um, getting back to meeting people again. Yeah, that's for
1: sure. Well, maybe I'll see you on Saturday. Yes, yeah,
2: yes. i
1: come straight. So. I'll be, but, there.
2: I'll be the one with the the stressed look on my face <laughs> and the, mirror, <laughs> the, the megaphone. That's the the megaphone, um, the loud. Yeah, that's become yeah, yeah. my my event prop. So you'll you'll <laughs> see me.
1: But come anyway, along. Well, I definitely will. But I think you've done great, Brendan, you know, getting these things up. And it's so, you know, it's, it really is so kind of exciting somehow to see things happening again. So I think people will really, really appreciate it. And I'm sure well, they'll go very well.
2: And I think it's so important as well that that, that, that people know, and this is my message, is that free activities aren't going away. I think um, there's become a movement in the West End towards a lot of events for families having a price tag. I won't name names of any events, um, the Botanics or anything like that, but sometimes those aren't fully accessible for everyone. We don't all have Mm -hmm. £100 to pay for a family of four, Mm -hmm. and I think the message is that Free events aren't going anywhere, uh, regardless of whether the West End Festival's on in June or not. We want to make sure there's stuff there for the whole family where you don't need to um, spend anything. Mm. So uh, hope that we're we're able to get lots of families along to enjoy. Yeah. No. Well,
1: no, that's great. That's good. Well, I'll I'll let all our young ones know and um I'll look forward to it. But nice to see uh, you, Brendan. Me
2: too, and I'll good see good you on
1: the 19th. Right. Okay. Thanks a
0: lot, Brendan. Bye. bye, bye. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Brendan. And keep up the good work, Brendan. That sounds fantastic. Uh, this ends another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End. I'll catch you the next time. Have a good, have a good week. Have a good evening. Have a good day. Have a good life. Catch you later.